Welcome to the Witty and Gritty Podcast, where we believe that lifelong learning and relentless determination are essential to developing your passions and reaching your goals. Here to help you along the way are the hosts of the show. Take it away, ladies. Hey, y'all. I'm Brooke. And I'm Farron. As educators and high achievers, we're passionate about providing our listeners with effective strategies to help navigate life's obstacles and reach your goals sooner. Join us as we break down credible research that gives you a fresh perspective and challenges your limiting beliefs. Laugh and grow as we share personal anecdotes and interviews from people that have demonstrated what it takes to be successful. By implementing these practices, you will develop your unique skill set and learn how to better serve your community. Get your mind right. And enjoy this time designed just for you. Welcome to episode 69. We are in the middle of the Enneagram mini-series about the Enneagram and relationships. We're going off of the book by Suzanne Stabile, The Path Between Us. It's the second book out of her two. She has The Road Back to You, which we did that one already, episodes 11 through 17. And now we're doing The Path Between Us. So that's what we're in the middle of. We just finished the book study portion, and now we're about to transition into our interviews portion, but we couldn't go without saying we've got a thing for you. We sure do. Man, episode 69, that's almost 70. 70 is almost 100. Yeah, it is. Man, guys. 70's passing. Oh, we are. <laughs> We're almost yes. passing. You're an educator roundup. Yes. Roundup. Uh, I did. Do you really have enough to give me that grade or bump it up? Man, if they had like the 89 or the 79, I'm rounding up. We need the GPA points. Please and thank you. Whoever is grading this podcast, apparently. Yes. <laughs> oh, well, I guess they do with the ratings. So if you haven't left a rating, feel free to leave us a five-star rating on iTunes or wherever you do that thing. Yeah. If it's less than a five, uh, I guess I can't stop you. But Please, no. Um, so what I really like about this series, The Paths Between Us, um, is that we're looking at... Okay, you might know your Enneagram type, and you might know your partners, your siblings, your coworkers, your friends, um, and how to capitalize on that information. And so tonight, we are going to discuss how you can use your Enneagram numbers to help in conflict resolution, because unfortunately, conflict is unavoidable and as a nine that's really hard to say because I feel like I do a pretty good job but I have yet to completely <laughs> avoid conflict altogether in your 33 years of life you have not evaded the inevitable conflict monster no, I will try I will continue to try <laughs> or I will move to a healthier side and be okay with conflict we'll find yes. out Okay, so we actually have a freebie for you guys that is all about the episode we're about to talk about right now. You can actually head to wittyandgritty.blog forward slash fair fighting formula to get that. And it's all about the BDAs of fair fighting. Yes, BDAs. Um, We have a joke that the BDAs (laughs) lead to the PDA, but we also know some people don't like PDA, so that's complicated. Uh, If it works for you, use it. If it doesn't work for you or it's not a romantic relationship, clearly don't use that. Yeah. Well, maybe (laughs) the P could also be private displays of affection as opposed to public displays of affection. Very good, Farron. Yes. Well done. In case you didn't know, that is what PDA stands for. (laughs) But let's go back to what we're really here for, which are the BDAs. Now, the B stands for before, 
D stands for during, and A stands for after. So before, during, and after some type of altercation. Yes. And disagreement, argument, some type of conflict. Or if you don't like those words, you can use intense fellowship. So if you're a nine or a seven, feel free to use intense fellowship as code for argument. <laughs> Fight. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So if that if all those made you throw up a little bit, then use fellowship. Yes. Intensively. <laughs> uh, so what we have for you guys tonight is a little bit about what the BDAs are and why we think they're important in, in terms of conflict resolution skills, but we're also going to tie in the Enneagram and explain that which numbers find all these parts most beneficial um, in serving their relationships. Right. So whenever we first talked, we were designing our fair fighting course, the five rules of fair fighting, there was an element that we have found that a lot of relationships were missing and it was the BDAs. So we were able to come up with that and we're gifting it to you so that way you can at least start implementing it now. But the part, some, you know when you get in a fight and then you realize you don't know what you're fighting about anymore and how do we get on this topic and I don't know. That's where the BDAs come in and that helps you with your conflict resolu- resolution before the conflict is happening. During, like in the heat of the moment, what to do and then after. Yeah, it can also be if you're in some of the same arguments over and over. You're having the same ones. Repeat fight. You're like, wait, I thought we just had this one. Or if nagging is a thing and either you are being nagged or you are tired of nagging, that might be helpful. So BDAs will do a lot. Um, There is more to it in our full-blown course, but we thought we'd give you this little tidbit that we think if you implement today you will see uh, instant results when done correctly. That's what I love about it, too. It's actually going to show you immediately a difference. Yeah. I know it has for us and for others who have gone through our course as well. Okay, so the before piece, why don't you break it down a little bit for us? Yeah, so since it turns out that, you know, fights are inevitable. Who knew? Let's prepare ahead of time. (laughs) So um, before an argument arises, you can kind of come up with, a plan. Hey, when we are going to have an argument, maybe we need to set boundaries. Maybe you're the type that you don't mind having certain conversations, but time of day is going to make a world of difference. For sure. Uh, And sometimes fights occur on the spot, but sometimes people have a conversation that let we need to talk (laughs) Mm -hmm. kind of spiel we need a couch date yeah there might be a more appropriate time of day for sure um and so just even setting rules and we'll talk more about that later but planning ahead since you know fights are inevitable how can you plan ahead to have the most productive fights without causing a whole lot of collateral damage in the process or even if i'm just thinking from a kid's point of view if me and my spouse have something to discuss, and it's going to be a little more intense, but it's at the dinner table, we know, okay, hey, couch date at 9.15 tonight after kids go to bed, we're just going to talk about it then. And that's an easy way. Couch date, kids are like, okay, cool, that sounds fun. And your brain is like, okay, cool, that sounds fun. So then you can table it in a way that it's not going to cause much disturbance. Yep. So let's talk about some Enneagrams that appreciate this step in the process, the planning ahead, communicating how to best communicate during 
a conflict, and so on and so forth. So, Brooke, you feel like ones would appreciate uh, planning before? Whenever someone says Enneagram and planning, I immediately think of ones and sixes. They like lists. They like things in order for different purposes. That's why there's a one and a six. Like One of them is disaster planning, and one of them is just planning because they need to. So... I would say for sure ones and sixes, they love the planning and having the things set in place. That way there's a timeline, like you were saying, Farron, there's a time and a place that it's going to happen. I know that we will address these things, and that's going to help me the most. Yeah, I agree with that. And I also feel like fives would appreciate um, planning before. It gives them time to process what you're saying to them. And kind of form their own feelings or opinions or, you know, be able to even agree with what you're saying. Um, if you try to do that in the heat of the moment with a five, they aren't going to be able to give you their feelings and opinions right there on the spot. Right, so that could even look like, hey, my relationship person who is an Enneagram five, we need a couch date later, but would you be, and it's going to be on this topic. Like, hey, Enneagram 5, I have a budget question to ask you later, so can we just set a time like at 9.15 later this evening? And they'll say yes, and then they have however much time to start thinking about budget or whatever the hot topic is. They can start planning ahead and giving answers, or that might even be a conversation that happens over the course of days. Like, hey, on Friday, I'd really like to budget for Christmas planning, spending. And so that way in their head they know what we're talking about specifically, and then I can start making my list or however that's going to go. Yes. As a nine, I think, well, I know because I'm an expert nine. (laughs) Yeah, you are. (laughs) Um, Having discussions during a time of peace, I'm more likely to share my preferences. Not a guarantee, but during an argument, that's not the t- I want to bail out. How can I get out of this the fastest, right? So if you really want to know my thoughts and feelings, finding that time of peace where it feels safe to share how I feel about a certain topic that's maybe a sensitive topic or how we communicate during a time of conflict, um, having that time beforehand to discuss is going to better your chances in knowing how I really feel. Yeah, I like that. Especially, I like how you mentioned the phrase, like, because I want to bail, I know I'm going to want to disengage. i got to yeah. figure out what are we going to do ahead of time. And as the other person in the relationship, I know that ahead of time. So if we can squash that and make it as peaceful as possible, we don't have to go through all the collateral damage. Mm-hmm. And then threes, too, they're also very future-oriented. The past is in the past. How can we, like, improve from here? looking ahead to the next thing. So um, planning before an argument for the next upcoming potential one, uh, you'll likely get to kind of express your feelings and they'll be heard because it's a means of a future goal. So it's also a great time frame to kind of um, convey those thoughts and feelings to a three when talking about the future. Right. Okay, so moving through the BDAs, so B is before, D, during. So there needs to be a plan in place for during the heat of an argument. We're not necessarily saying, like, it must be like a yelling match for it to count as a fight. Like, we, this could be, everybody does this differently. So make sure you have a plan set in place to either shut down whatever you have made your personalized rules as and 
how you're going to go through that. Yes. So during an argument, um, we recommend that you uh, stick to whatever you agreed to beforehand. And so um, eights, this, their biggest productivity in conflict resolution is going to be during because they can handle the heat of the moment. Um, they feel comfortable in conflict. Uh, sometimes, what is that saying where it says that like they express their feelings and like they feel connected when in conflict with somebody? Yes, yeah, so it sounds like, so for example, Morgan, my husband is an eight, I'm a one. So when we're in conflict, he feels like it is quality time. So in the event we hadn't had the BDAs in place, it sounds like I'm feeling like we're in a fight. He is feeling like we're connecting. We are actually, in fact, connecting. <laughs> now that we have put the BDAs in place and we have our fair fighting rules all laid out, we do, it is quality time. It is productive now. It's not just round and round we go. It has boundaries and it is being productive and it is cutting down collateral damage. That's awesome. I'm sure there's people out there that are having an aha moment mm -hmm. with that example. Well, and also with eights, they express their anger as it's happening. So during is where they're going to thrive, like you were saying, Farron. If they're mad, you know it. The world knows it because they're probably loud enough. <laughs> <laughs> so in the heat of the moment, eights are going to really thrive with those during boundaries. Twos, twos like to process and think out loud, and um, they are very aware of other people's needs, and so um, those needs are heightened during a conflict, right? You're sharing, you're expressing your needs or how you're feeling, and twos, they have the desire to meet those needs. So again, they're going to be really an active participant during um, an argument, not that they're not as active before or after, but especially in the moment, they're going to be there for it. Well, and if you know that you're in a relationship with a two, it's really going to help if you give them that space for them to think out loud and you to listen, mm -hmm. not be thinking about what you're about to say, but actually listening intently and follow up with what I'm hearing you say is, and then rephrase it in a way that makes sense to you and see if that's accurate. So again, twos are going to process out loud so they are going to thrive in this space as well. And it's just funny that eights and twos are connected. So they share a line. If, we're, if we don't remember what that is, when eights are secure, they take on qualities of a two. And when twos are stressed, they take on the qualities of an eight. So that's funny that that deering piece, they are both going to thrive there. Yes, ma'am. And fours, they are very aware of their feelings. So... Um, and they are passionate about their feelings, and that's absolutely okay. I'm not trying to poke the bear with that one. But um, one thing that's going to be important for a four during a fight is to remember to separate their feelings from themselves. Uh, we have an episode coming up with Whitney Russell Stabile, and she talks a lot about this in that episode. So check that out next week. But um, she talks about how Fours can feel their feelings, but sometimes they need to separate themselves from those feelings. And the best way I can describe this based off of what she said is, like, if you're ever in an argument and your feelings are, like, exploding, and then you go back and you look on the fight and you're like, whoa, that's that didn't help me get to who I truly am and what the point I was really trying to get across. Like, sometimes your feelings can get in the way of communicating ultimately 
what your needs are, how you feel about a subject. And so um, that's something that fours can pay attention to during a conflict. Yes, and if you are in conflict with a four, do not dismiss their feelings. No. If they say that they're upset, they're feeling upset in that moment, and genuinely listen to what they have to say. And I also like this during part because fours and eights are the two most passionate numbers on the Enneagram for very different reasons, but they are going to bring a lot of passion to the conflict. So if you know that ahead of time, it is very helpful with your the before and the after pieces of this. Yes. So these numbers may need the accountability piece to what you guys agreed to before the argument because of those feelings and passions kind of taking over in the heat of the moment. Right. Okay. So again, hitting our last point. So we hit before, during, and now we're to the after. So this is the troubleshooting portion of the BDAs. It's your follow-up. It's your check back in, circle back kind of conversation. Yes. So a lot of the same numbers as Brooke was saying. Um, Again, threes are future-oriented. So if you're going to have a discussion about what worked, what didn't after an argument to plan for the future, Again, threes are going to be there for the conversation. Um, if you can keep it as fact-oriented as possible, that's probably great. Uh, not that threes can't tap into your feelings or theirs necessarily. Um, it's not their favorite thing to talk about. So um, say what, how you feel, but try to focus on facts and future and uh, solutions. Same thing with an eight as well. They're, the eights are probably fine about five seconds after the argument. Yeah. And you might be like, wait, hold on, I'm still feeling these feelings. So again, that after piece is going to really help the eight to say, all right, hey, this is how we're going to move on from here, presenting facts like you were saying with a three. And remember, eights, threes, and sevens are quick to dismiss those negative feelings like, okay, yes, but what are we doing now? And that ties in perfectly with the sevens because they're already ready to feel happy, feel good. So, okay, let's troubleshoot, figure it out, and let me get out of this conversation. Yeah, the sevens are really good about finding the good in everything. So um, they'll probably point out all the things that did work during the conflict. Yes. And they might just need... You said it with a smile. Yes, they (laughs) might just need a little... A um, bit of encouragement to help find maybe one thing. Don't overwhelm them with all the things that went wrong. Mm-hmm. Stick with like your top priority. Hey, there's all these great things, like you said, seven. But uh, there's this one thing that maybe we can do better next time. And, that's, and then out. <laughs> right. And that's we talk about customizable rules in the course as well. So that might be a really good point to bring up once you get once you work through the course and you get to that module. That piece is going to really help bring in your troubleshooting portion. Yes. And again, nines, um, we do better when we are not in conflict. Yes. <laughs> so after things have had plenty of time to simmer down, and again, it feels like a safe space where we can share and not reignite the argument um, or start a new one. Right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so What you say under your breath? <laughs> very delicately handled. But again, if you want to get feedback from a nine, you got to make sure it's a conflict-free environment and that things are peaceful and that they feel safe. Enneagram sixes are also going to really appreciate the after piece as well because that's just preparation for the future. And instead of going, oh, well, what if this goes wrong next time? Or what if this goes wrong? That's where you get to address it in the after. You can say, oh, well, what if, what if I start yelling again? Okay, well then, what if you start yelling again? Then what can we do? 
and you can kind of troubleshoot there and take them down. Okay, well, what? take them down the path of, okay, well, yes, what if that happens? All right, then what? Okay, and then what? And then you can help them prep for the next time. Yep. And then again, fives, the processing time with fives. They are very smart people. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with the way they process. They just appreciate having more time. And ultimately, you're going to get more information the more time you give them to process. So, you know, if after an argument, things are calm, you say, hey, I'd like to talk to you about what you thought went well and what we could improve on. Do you think we could talk about this at a later, a near later date? Yeah, maybe <laughs> in a couple of days. Give them maybe a day or two to kind of marinate on it. They're not going to be able to come up with something very quickly, but you're, let's say we get in an argument, me and a five. Okay, five. Our after might look like, here's how I felt. I'll let you think on it and let's get back together for a couch date in two days. Okay, you think on it, and I'll meet you there. And couch date could look like phone conversation, coffee, however that looks. Not necessarily sitting on a couch, but the point of it. So again, we hope that you guys have found that this little piece, the before, during, and after, um, can improve your conflict resolution skills, not only with your partner, but again, family members, coworkers, and your friends. Um, it's just one part of our fair fighting formula. Yeah, so if you want more information on the freebie, if you want the freebie, it's wittyandgritty.blog forward slash fair fighting formula. And if you want to know more about the course, it is fairfightingformula.podia, P-O-D-I-A, dot com. I appreciate that you spell things out <laughs> well, because I, I would need it. I got you, girl. And that link is also on the forward slash fair fighting formula. And we'll link all this in the show notes. Again, this has been a game changer, life changer, marriage changer for me. So it would be silly to not shout it from the rooftops. As always, when we find stuff that we think is beneficial to everyone's life, we like to share it with our tribe. So thank you guys for tuning in. And make sure you tune in again next week. Yeah, we start our interviews. So we'll have Whitney Russell Stabile. We'll have a couple others who are going to be pretty awesome sharing about subtypes and about God and the Enneagram. It's going to be great. Stay tuned. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Witty and Gritty podcast. Join us at wittyandgritty.blog where you can subscribe to our newsletter, check out our blog, and listen to more episodes. We have a Facebook group out there just for you for discussion, support, and community. And don't forget to get your freebie that's designed just for this mini-series. If you have any questions, reach out. We'll be right there.